Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, we're almost all healthy. Joey's still got a little bit of the crud still. Sounds a little nasal today. Your threatening voice isn't as threatening when it comes out nasal. (laughs) I'm going to mess you up. (laughs) Hey, listen, Tyson had a voice like that, and he was pretty menacing for a while there, so don't, don't, um, you know. He's got a tattoo on his face. Yeah. That's you know you know if, if you ever wanted to know like how you know you should not mess with a guy that he's going to beat you up the first sign is cauliflower ear and the second sign is tattoo on the face he's got those two but he plays things. with pigeons walk away my friend walk away but he plays with pigeons you know that's not too manly then again I shouldn't say that there was a lot of guys in Alcatraz that played with pigeons too yes the birdman and, and you know he was sick the birdman from Alcatraz was one of those guys they had to keep away from the other inmates and he yes, was that they nutty. did. He was crazy, but then he mellowed out. The birds mellowed him out. See how we can always fit an animal or something into our discussion. I somehow. like how you do that. You know who's on the show today? You're going to love this, Alan. Georgina Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Is she really his daughter? Yes. Yes. Really? That's amazing. I did not know he spawned. Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> I, I just want to. I would love to see who you know the woman is that you know thought, wow, he's really fun. And he's really cute, and I really want to get with that. Listen, when he opened up his wallet, she came up running. Yeah, he's probably the kind of guy, like, he's got all this money, but when he takes you to the restaurant, he's so cheap, he only lets you order a meal for yourself and just watches you eat. I think you need to, like, mute Alan's mic today. Yeah, he's on a roll. I, I see it coming. Hey, listen, this, is, this ain't a dog you're training here, palsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm. Well, I'm. You know, I got an excuse. I'm sick. You know, Mr. Bloomberg. I didn't mean anything I said. Um, you know, you can't. I'm. It's the ramblings of an idiot. Just take it for what it is. Also on the show today, Jeremy Brandt from Nat Geo Wild's Jobs That Bite. He does all these animal jobs that obviously you could get bitten in, and he's going to be talking to us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. We're taking your calls toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. And from the Animal Radio Newsroom, Stacy Cohn. Well, wouldn't it be great if you could know exactly what your cat is saying to you, not just by body language, but by its words? Well, its sounds, I guess. Well, guess what? There's an app for that. It's a human-to-cat translator. I'll tell you, coming up on Animal Radio News. Oh, boy. (laughs) Let me tell you, this this, this is what you have to do at this point. Before she even talks about it, you got to call up the people with that app company, and you want royalties. Because as soon as you talk about them, because I'm ready to download it, just because I have to see. Sure. So, you know, this is is, is advertised. Come on, let me run run, run the friggin' marketing department here, okay? I want a penny for every time somebody from Animal Radio calls in and gets that app now, after today. Yeah, you know what your cat's always saying to you when you come home? What? Who are you? Who are you? Why do you That's why okay. do you keep invading my world? Just feed me and go away. And scratch my butt. Hey, have you ever been bitten by a person? It's been years, but yeah. I mean, since I was a kid. Everybody's got a good bite tail from a person. Yeah, I can't can't say that I really ever bit anybody or got bitten. Uh-huh. Really? Well, see, that's why you, it's sad that you don't have siblings, Hal. Exactly. You, I, I, I would bite myself. Bite, I seen a person bite a dog, for real. I bit a dog once. Was, did you? Oh, yeah, he bit me, so I bit him back. That's And that's Not what like they I, did. You know. It was during a classroom. I actually had to scold the person. He can't bite. The, you're not allowed to bite the dogs. 
Well, it sure taught mine a lesson. He's like, oh, so that's what that feels like. Hi, Mary. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Very good. Where are you today? I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. How's it in Brooklyn today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on with your animals? In, in about three weeks, we're all going to pack in the car and head to Florida. Oh, you've got to love Oh, that. how fun. Yeah. <laughs> but so far, the short car rides, um, she's been getting sick and throwing up, and I don't know what to do about this because we have a long ride ahead of us. I assume you're talking about a dog, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Dog, Kelly. Okay. So, so tell me about your dog. Uh, I have an eight-month-old uh, Jack Russell Terrier, a little girl, okay. and um, she's new. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just want to make her as comfortable as possible, but we don't know what to do because it's a long ride. And you said she gets sick if she's in the car? Yeah, she'll get in the car and she'll be she'll sit down and she looks very nervous and then she'll pace around and then she vomits. Um okay. with a half hour. Okay. Because, you know, car sickness, there's kind of two totally different syndromes in dogs, and there's sometimes an overlap of them. So there's really dogs that have true motion sickness, which is just, you know, that kind of inner ear disturbance where you feel like you're going to lose your lunch. And then there's the other component, which is really more an anxiety problem. And dogs that have that are the ones that seem to get really anxious. They tremble. They shake. They vocalize. They pace back and forth. And... Not to say, again, that you can't have both those things going on, but a lot of times dogs have car anxiety, and it's really not motion sickness. So we have to kind of really look at this and kind of figure out, hmm, which situation are we dealing with here? Now, from what you're describing, you have a pet that has some anxiety just in the car. And some suggestions, anytime we have a car travel coming up, I like to condition towards that. Try to kind of uh, train the pets that the car is a good thing and that it's going to reward you in some way. So um, you said you got your trip coming up in a couple of weeks, so we've got a little time to work on this. And basically what I would ask you to do is some homework where we're going to work on getting your dog comfortable with the car. And that may be something where you just start very simply and walk her over to the car, sit her down by it, and give her a treat. And we repeat that as long as she's not displaying anything anxious or nervous. We don't reward that because then we're actually giving a fuel to that fear. So if she looks anxious or nervous, we're just going to look the other way and we're going to turn her maybe with her leash and make her give her the command to sit and make sure that's a positive experience. We're going to work up eventually to feeding treats and rewards, really good ones, and putting them in the car. So, you know, you're sitting around the backyard. What are you doing? Hey, let's go to the car with the dog. (laughs) And we want you to repeat this over and over and over again and make sure that's a good experience. And then we're going to work up gradually to turn in that car key on um, and keep rewarding her. If she shows anxiety or fear, we're going to take it a step back. And really, for these next couple weeks, you can work on this and really make that car a good spot. Then... When we're talking traveling, some simple things that I think a lot of people don't do that we need to do for car travel is pets do best if they're restrained. They do best because it keeps their world kind of in the little envelope and they don't see a lot of the things out the side window or the back window, which, you know, if you've ever ridden in a car backwards, it can make you nauseous. So we want to have her face and forward, preferably in a seatbelt or in a uh, in a dog carrier. And uh, that's really important. 
and then try not to feed her right before you do any of these uh, car trip sessions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then if, if this is going well, I hope we don't need to get into drug therapy. Um, some dogs do, and sometimes I will use some motion sickness medicines, but the core is to go through these training steps and to really make it a good experience and uh, hopefully avoid you know having to give those pills. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I think that might work because um, she has had, you know, some car rides and she was fine. Like, it's almost like this developed for some reason. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try that. Okay. Let us know Thank, how you. Goes. Thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. To everyone we love. To my very best clients. Throughout the year, there are so many people you don't get to tell how you feel. We're thinking of you. Just wanted you to know. Whether they're customers, family, or friends, there's no easier way to share how you feel than with personalized holiday cards from Vistaprint. I just wanted you to know. Just visit Vistaprint.com on your PC or mobile phone, pick a look you love, upload your photos or logo, and add your unique message. I just wanted you to know. It's a great way to share how you feel, and right now it's more affordable than ever. Just visit Vistaprint.com today, click on the link in the upper right corner, type in promo code 7373, and we'll give you 50% off all your cards and ship them to you for free. That's 50% off and free shipping, only at Vistaprint.com with promo code 7373. This holiday season, remember... A Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. Animal Radio is brought to you by Sweet Scoop. All natural clumping cat litter. You can stop litter box odors instantly with Sweet Scoop. It's chemical free and 100% biodegradable. To learn more, visit them at sweetscoop.com. It's kind of spelled weird. It's S W H E A T because it has weed in it. Sweetscoop.com. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, let's head to Jeb. Hey, Jeb, how are you? I'm doing well. And you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Tucson, Arizona. Well, how can we help you? Well, I, I, we've got a, uh, a semi-puppy, I guess you'd say. He's about 12, 13 months old, uh, shepherd husky mix, we think. 
Um, he just started this thing about a month ago that if you put it, your feet on him, then he seems to growl at you, like almost like he's going to snap at you. Uh, he hasn't snapped yet, but it just, and then he, it's like he scurries away from you. And it's, it's just kind of strange because we have grandkids, so I'm concerned about that. Where, where are you when he does that? Uh, it could be anywhere. It could be, you know, when he's up on top of the bed and I'm, you know, underneath and just move my foot towards him or, okay. uh, my wife right. sits on the couch. Okay, so, so, Jeb, left. Jeb, Jeb, yes. you got a real powerful dog. We, we've talked about these things before. And people bring home puppies and they're like, oh, the puppy follows me around and the puppy is so good. And then all of a sudden, the puppy's behavior starts to change as the dog starts to grow up and becomes like a little adolescent dog and then is on his way to adulthood. His personality emerges. And, you know, you've got a husky shepherd, two very powerful dogs. And we always tell people there's a good reason why you don't let your dog in your bed with you. The good reason is this. You got to remember that dogs are not people. Dogs are dogs. And you have to learn their language. They don't have to learn yours. They're never going to learn yours. You've got to learn how they think. You got to learn what motivates them. And you've got to learn how to lead them. When you have powerful dogs, you have to be a confident, calm, secure, uh, powerful, trustworthy, fair leader. And part of being a leader is you never let a dog sleep in your space or come into your space, the space you rest in or eat in, because that confuses them. That tells them that you are not their leader. That tells them that you you are their subservient. They are your leader. And so when a dog growls at you when you're in bed with the dog, the dog is saying, hey, you're in my space, okay? You're bugging me, and I'm in charge of you. So, yeah, I'm going to get aggressive with you if you continue this behavior. And, of course, that's inappropriate for a dog to do that. Sure. So the first thing you have to do is learn. You have to go on the Internet, and you have to learn about how to correct a dog, and you have to learn where a dog should sleep and why a dog should sleep there, why a dog should not be allowed in your space, why a dog should not be allowed even in your room. you got to learn this stuff, and you got to understand it, and you got to get rid of guilt. And you gotta get rid of, I wanna love them. I just, now I'll give you an example. I was over at these people's house. They have a cocker spaniel and they have a little French bulldog, a little puppy they just brought home. Two little dogs, very weak, not powerful dogs at all. And they're telling me the cocker spaniel's just wonderful. He's a big dog. He just does everything right. And while I'm there, the little French bulldog goes over near the cocker spaniel's food and the cocker spaniel just loses it. And later on, the cocker spaniel goes over to the French bulldog's bed and takes his treat away. So things are not all rosy. Things are not all, are not all okay. It's not Broadway. But the owner is like, oh, everything's perfect. And this is what people do all the time. Human beings and their emotions are the greatest obstacles to having happy dogs. So you've got to get rid of the human emotion, and you've got to start looking at your dog like a dog. Your dog should not be in a, a breed like that, should not be in your bed. And you're seeing why. So you can imagine when this dog gets bigger, if you continue not to lead, you're going to get growled at, and you're going, and it could escalate, and it could get dangerous, and you're smart to recognize that. So do yourself a favor and educate yourself. Educate yourself now and start leading your dog. Start being a teacher and a leader, not a not a subservient. Your dog is not in charge. You have to be in charge. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're mean. It doesn't mean you hit. You never hit. It doesn't mean any of that. 
It means you set up rules and structure. You teach those rules and structure to your dog, and then your dog will be happier, calmer, and will be very, will have a great life. Trust me, dogs need rules. They need structure. They need that to be happy. Okay, I will do some research then. Hey, thanks for your call, Jeb. Thank you. Toll free to the Dream Team could be Alan Cable, Dr. Debbie, Dog Father Joey Villani, or Animal Communicator Joey Turner. I'll hear for you. 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. We are very blessed to have Dr. Debbie author of many fine books, which I'll discuss in just a couple of minutes. She's part of the Dream Team has been now. I think we're celebrating our 38th year with her. And yes, uh, 97th year. <laughs> At yes. least, yes. I look good she's, for my age, right? <laughs> she's also my personal physician. Well, you, you wouldn't want to be this week, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> We've had some pretty wackadoo stuff coming in the office here. And, and you guys, you know, sit up straight, be strong. You can get through this, Okay. Uh, we've had a rash of rabbit and rodent reproductive injuries. Oh, uh oh. Wow. So, let me set the stage. So, you, you got two male bunnies that are both um, intact and they live together. And uh, what do they do? <laughs> they, they, well, they procreate. No, stop. You're, get, you're getting dirty two minds. Two males, Hal? Yes. Two males procreate? It, it is Hal, a new generation. On, it is a new millennium. I mean, it's. Hal, okay. put on the odd couple music. Put on the odd couple music. <laughs> So, no, they're not mating, but they're fighting. And unneutered male rabbits, are they're definitely going to fight. Rabbits in general are very territorial. And this standoff actually ended up with one poor fellow losing his testicle. Wow. Ripped off. Just ripped out of his body. That is serious business right there. Wow. Did neuter that fella and uh, kind of saved the, the day as far as uh, his life. Uh, but then we've also had, gosh, it was like within 15 minutes later, we had a chinchilla that came in with hair caught around his penis. Wow. Oh, well, whose hair? Whose hair? <laughs> whose hair? <laughs> the chinchilla's hair. Um, so it's actually called a fur ring. And they have that soft, you know, downy fur. And it actually gets caught right around the base of their penis and it gets stuck out. And uh, so the poor little retract. member, yeah, won't retract, and then it can get, you know, injured. A lot of times they'll actually injure it themselves. They can actually, you know, have troubles urinating, and eventually the penis may need to be amputated. So, oh. well, who has a chinchilla for a pet? Lots of people. They're fabulous little guys, other huh. than the penises, you know, and so forth. But, but they're they're wonderful huh. little guys. Other yeah. than the and penises. <laughs> so, so did the uh, did the rabbit and the chinchilla have a conversation? What happened to you, pal? Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it was definitely that kind of vibe of, you know, we're in this together, buddy. <laughs> You're speechless, Al. They're holding their, yes. their crotches. Yes. Yeah, they are. They're crossing their <laughs> legs. Our knees are tightly closed there. Yes. Uh, I don't wow. I think I speak for all guys. When when we hear a story like this we all always clamp our legs together. Oh yeah. But you know, what if men, what if fighting actually got to that level? You know, forget it, UFC it and all this. You know, rabbits, they're pretty tough little guys. You know, if they're tearing off the, the gonads off each other, that's pretty tough. <laughs> hey, hey, Deb, can I just give you, to make your story even funnier, you should call the gonads the cash and prizes or the bits and pieces. Rabbit bits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Dr. Debbie, of course. Check out her books, Yorkshire Terrier Shih Tzus, Pugs and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And if your animal's lost its testicle, call her at her toll-free number. Hashtag rodent sex trauma. <laughs> yeah, I got rabbits here that go at it right around my house. They're humongous, too. The rabbits are or they're gonads? 
everything up here is bigger than normal. I'm not. I'm serious when I tell you these rabbits are the and they're wild. They're wild rabbits. They're the size. They're like 23 pound rabbits. They're huge. No doubt. When we go up to Utah, boss likes to chase rabbits down here in Vegas. And he saw some of the jackrabbits up in Utah. He started running after it. He looked. This sucker was bigger than him, and he was trying to consider, do I really want to do this? (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Let's talk about how to keep your cat stress-free. Cats get stressed out, and they show it in a lot of different ways. That includes fighting or aggression, going outside of the litter box, changes in their appetite, and even hair loss or over-grooming. Here are some helpful suggestions to help your cat live a stress-free life. Keep a consistent schedule. Felines are creatures of habit. So yesterday needs to be like today. Today needs to be like tomorrow. So you want to try to establish a routine that accommodates both your family's and cat's daily needs and really stick to it as much as possible. You want to gradually introduce new family members. Otherwise, your cat's going to feel very stressed. Don't force an interaction with a new baby, a visitor, or a house guest if your cat isn't interested. Tone down the festivities because with all the hustle and bustle, holiday times are very stressful to cats. So you want to make sure you leave your cat's favorite home base space minimally disturbed. This was a Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Alligan. Sweet Scoop Clumping Litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Everything you do on the Newsprint Network is important. Today we honor the following party invite posted by Nate. Sup, homies and homettes. This holiday office party is going to be off the chizzy for Rizzy. We're going to get the party started with some sick gingerbread house decorating. Then we'll get down to some legit jams with some sweet carol singing. And if you didn't think this party could get any more ill, everyone is going to walk away with some serious swag from our white elephant gift exchange. But keep it under five bucks, yo. In honor of the important things you do, Sprint brings you these great deals. Get our best-selling Android tablet, the new Samsung Galaxy Tab 3, for just $49.99 this holiday season. And now through Monday, get the new Samsung Galaxy S4 Mini for free after a $50 mail-in rebate. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com today. Phone offer valid 1128 
13 to 12 213. Tablet offer ends 12314. Rebate via reward card. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Subject to two year agreement, credit, activation, and early termination. Plan price excludes taxes and sprint surcharges. Restrictions apply. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you've seen all the pictures of these little beagles that have been freed from drug testing companies. A Brazilian lab that used dogs for drug tests says it permanently got shut down a few weeks ago after they were targeted by protesters who freed nearly 100 beagles. The Instituto Royal in Brazil says it was the only lab of its kind in Brazil. It carried out preclinical trials for drugs to fight cancer, diabetes, epilepsy, and other diseases. Now, Brazilian drug makers seeking approval for such medications have to do testing outside of the country. Animal rights activists broke into the lab and freed the beagles. Lab's operating license was temporarily suspended by the city government as police are investigating allegations of animal abuse. Well, when people feel pain, we always reach for common medicines like aspirin or Motrin. These type of drugs, known as NSAIDs, are also used to treat arthritis pain in dogs and to manage pain after surgery in dogs and cats. But NSAID use in pets carries risks as well as benefits, and a lot of people don't realize that. Pet owners need to be informed about possible side effects, including those that could signal danger. Some of the most common side effects of NSAIDs in animals uh, looks like are vomiting, loss of appetite, reduced levels of activity, and diarrhea. If you do see any of these symptoms, call your vet immediately. Many people don't realize that a medicine that's safe for people may not be safe for dogs or cats, or that a dose that's safe for people may not be safe for their pets. Pet owners should never assume that a medicine that's safe for one animal is safe for another. So would you like to know what your cat's saying to you when it meows? Does your cat have a smartphone? <laughs> There's a couple new apps, actually, for you to benefit your cat. One is a human-to-cat translator. Yeah, this will give you the goods on what your cat's really thinking. This intriguing app says it can translate human words into cat language. You speak a word or phrase into your phone's tablet's microphone, and the app will play back a collection of meows that has supposedly translated your English into, well... Catlish. When they tried a translation for Come Here, the cat tester showed a little curiosity, but not enough to actually get off the couch. Of course, even if the app accurately does translate human speech into cat language, there's a good chance your cat's probably going to ignore you anyway. How about Carb Calculator for Cat Food? Like their human friends, cats are living longer. They, too, are subject to diseases of old age and sedentary lifestyles. Diabetes has become a major problem for older cats. And this simple but useful app can actually help cat owners buy the right food. You type in the various percentages of ingredients in a can of wet cat food, and the app will calculate whether it's suitable for diabetic cats. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Don't you just 
just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You know what kills me? I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this in the paper. And they got these self-dog washers everywhere. And it's so funny because... For two reasons. Number one, the people don't want to wash their own dogs. They think that they do for the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the store owners don't make any money on it. Now, if they put a groomer in there, they can make the money. I mean, the groomer will make more money than self-dog wash for both. Even just the commission alone that the groomer is going to make for washing your dog, the owner doesn't have to do it. They don't make a mess. They don't clean. You don't have to worry about no liabilities, getting shampoo in the dog's eyes and all, because what ends up happening, it used to happen in New Jersey a lot. They had a lot of self-dog washes. The um, People would get shampoo in the dog's eye, and then they would try to um, seek legal action against the, um, oh my gosh. Against oh, that's the, so um, the company that had it. No, exactly. It's which is which is ridiculous, but I don't know but, why anybody would want to wash their own dog anyway. But, I mean, but I don't if shampoo like gets in your eye, how is there legal? You just wash it out. It's soap for God's sake. I got a good story here, guys. I got a good uh, soap in the eye, dog soap in oh, the eye. Oh, I story. love a good soap, soap dog in the eye story. Dog so, in the eye soap story. I used to have Original I have a there. fictitious I have a fictitious Facebook account when I want when I want to check out certain things and mainly in the what, grooming What's world. the name the that you chat. use just for curiosity? Yes, what is the name I'm of that fictitious even, I'm not even saying it. Okay. <laughs> is it, it dogdaddy.com dog daddy at Facebook? <laughs> anyway, so I would go in these grooming chat rooms, right? And just to check out what the people are saying. And this is when I was still had the Nash Academy going. So there's one that had a few of my students in it. So I said, let me check it out. And there was a lot of activity. And they were talking about this one shampoo that I particularly like a lot. It's a whitening shampoo and it works. It's an enzymatic shampoo. So what it does is it, um, the enzymes actually go in and they break down the bacteria, which causes the staining. And actually then they have an agent in it that actually will whiten it. So not only will it get rid of it and treat it, it'll also whiten it. Since then it's actually, um, the, the company has, um, gone away, which I don't know why. But somebody wrote in there that I got, and I'm not going to say the name of the product, but I got product X in the client's dog's eye 
and the dog had to go to the veterinary, and I'll never use it before. So as I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm reading all these posts that were coming underneath, and everyone's going, thank you very much for telling me, thank you for telling me. So me, my logical self, goes in there <laughs> and says, well, not for nothing, but why'd you get shampoo in the dog's eye? I mean, if you get any product in, in the pet's eye, you could have a reaction. It's not the product's fault, it's the, the operator's fault. Well, they started to attack me. So I had a lot of choice words for a lot of people, and that particular person that my fa- fictitious was thrown off of Facebook. <laughs> we weren't, wasn't allowed back on, but well, you, sometimes you know, it just blows. It blows my mind over stuff like that because right. you know, I mean, like like Alan said, it, they, you can't believe that they're suing the, the the company that puts these dog washers up. Well, I can't believe people's mentality would actually be condoning. This guy who got shampoo in the dog's eye. You know, I mean, it was clearly the groomer's fault. Not the product. The product didn't go in there. But they shouldn't even make a... I mean, you shouldn't make a shampoo that can't go in your eye. That's just dumb. I mean, because it's going on your head. So your eye is right below your head. So shampoo shouldn't... That's like saying, you know, that's like making a... I disagree. I disagree. Well, that that's like the poison why. fish. That's like the crazy people who eat the poison fish, and the chef has to take the poison out, and they die. Like eight eight people die a year in Japan, and I'm like, well, you know, you got to be stupid to eat poison fish. Well, then you tell me this: if your dog's <laughs> face is stained, and the yeah. product that you got to use to take the staining off the face is going to, if you get it in the eyes, it's going to burn. How does my how does my dog get so, stained? So, how does so my dog's you, face get stained? How did how did that happen? From the tearing, what happens is dogs that tear a lot or drool a lot. What ends up happening is is inside the hair shaft itself. Red, it's, it's called red yeast. It's a bacteria, and it builds up. So when you see the dogs that have those dark tearing, it's not because it's it's stained. It's actually inside the coat. That bacteria is inside oh. the coat. So what you have to do is you have to get rid of it. And there's two ways. There's well, actually a couple ways. A little sandpaper. If you want to. Right there you go. There you go. And you know, but that might be a little irritating too, though, Alan. You know, to the to the corners of the dog's eyes. So. Well, I, you know what? I'd rather just let him have this. If I'm going to use a product that could make his eye fall out, I'd rather just let him have his little stain. That's my that's my thinking right there. But that's you. Hey, hey, how, pooch, how about, how about I'm going to pour some acid. Jones pour some, that wants it. I'm going to pour some no acid different. in your head. Let me pour some acid in oh. your head. It'll take that stain right out. See how we have to deal with here? I mean, Unbelievable. Come on. In uh, just a couple of minutes, Georgina Bloomberg will be joining us. Any relation to the ex-mayor? Absolutely. The daughter of the ex-mayor. Oh, Are you serious? cool. Yeah, serious. The, ma- the mayor of Toronto? No, the no. mayor no, of New, New York. York City. New York City would be the Bloomberg. You know you know Bloomberg? Oh, I'm enjoying a, a large gulp right now. <laughs> Probably the richest people in New York. Yeah, they, they do have a little bit of money. She's won a lot of money, too. She's a big uh, horse equine racer. Horse, horse racer, is it, is it, jockey. Isn't money bad though? Isn't money bad? Oh, Doesn't cool. it create negative feelings? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we take Bloomberg's money away? Shouldn't he only be allowed to have a certain amount of money? Because too much money is no good. Well, it depends who he's given the rest of it to. What are we talking to her about? I didn't do my show prep. I'm bad. Nobody reads those papers. I don't know why I even send them out. I usually do. I usually do. Read I read them. them. What? The same thing. We talked to Lorenzo Borghese Prince last week about tinsel and tails. Oh, the uh, the event that's happening in New York. Okay. Yes, on December seventh. See, I was I wasn't just like Alan. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> why do I, I think bother? Animal Radio? Why do I, I would love to, to go friend? back to the East Coast, and I think Animal Radio should send you know one of us back to the East Coast and and be at the event. Yeah. You no, know, I think we should we should do this show live. We should take the show on the road and do it live from a different. Uh, uh, a different kennel, a different, a different humane society kennel each week. That's what we need. To do. 
Also coming on in just a couple of minutes, you'll love this. If you have the National Geographic channel, that's actually, is that pay, or it's not Geo Wild, it's pay for us now, right? We don't get it anymore. But uh, if you do get it, there's a program called Jobs That Bite. And Jeremy Brandt. Have you seen it? it. Jeremy Brandt, the uh, guy who's host the program, will be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Alan Cable, see if this sounds familiar. When you first see him, he gets all excited and jumps up. Yes. He's such a big dog. When he jumps on me, it's when I get out of the car. So this is a common problem we've talked about many times before. When a dog does this, when a dog jumps on you, he's totally disrespecting you and your space. So you have to teach your dog that you're in charge. Your dog has to learn to respect you and your space. So, But how do you get him to, like, is it a command? That's part of it, but commands don't work until a dog respects you. Other things that are important part of it is walking your dog every day so that he's by your side on a leash, teaching him to enter the house after you, teaching him to leave the house after you, teaching him you're in charge of the toys and the food, and space. Basically teaching him rules and structure. And when you teach your dog these things, you assume a leadership role. So one of the most important things to learn, and we talk about this all the time, is how to give your dog a correction, and when to give your dog a correction. Words don't mean much to dogs. They understand touch. And that doesn't mean you're hitting your dog. You never do that. So what am I to Jacoby? Rick's the pack leader. What am I... You're under him. He thinks he's my pack leader? Well, he thinks he's higher than you in the pack. Yes. So is it too late with Jacoby? No, it's never too late. The dog's so dang strong and big. Jacoby, the biggest thing that bugs the heck out of me is he jumps. You love him a lot, though, don't you? Well, I do love I love that dog. Oh, gosh. See, and that's what's getting in your way. And he's so big. Like, when he gets excited, he jumps. It's such a stress. You know, when people come over, it's like I put the dogs in the garage because I don't want them jumping. Well, it's time to take control. All right. Now I'm going to try this. Okay. I, although I say this every time, and then I lose. You feel sorry for him and you want to show him love. I don't want him to jump on me anymore. That's becoming a problem. I'll give you a tip. The time to pet him, when he's laying perfectly still on his blanket, you say, good dog. Pet him. If he starts getting excited, get up and walk away. He's going to figure out that, oh, okay, she wants me to lay here calm. And as soon as he does, that's when you pet him and that's when you go, good dog, and you give him a treat. No parade, just good dog. And then you walk away. All right. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. Thanks for the tips. I'm going to try them. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay a new to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. We hope you're celebrating your connection with your pets as we are today. We have all the animals around the uh, studio. We have uh, Boog, the studio cat, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Good. How are you? Where are you today? I'm in Virginia. Ooh, that's a beautiful state. It's for lovers. Did you know that? I heard that. (laughs) Dr. Debbie's right here. How can we help you? Um, I have um, two German Shepherds and a mixed dog, and um, a neighbor of mine raises cattle, and I buy grass-fed beef from her, and she gave me some uncooked um, bones for them that have the marrow in them, and I was wondering if it's okay to give it to them. Okay. My opinion, I do not like to feed bones to dogs, and I'm going to have probably a million people calling up and saying, Doc Debbie, you don't know what you're talking about. I've been feeding my dog bones their whole life, and they're great. Um, the big problem I have with bones isn't so much, you know, whether it's cooked or uncooked. It's just the fact that bones are very strong, and dogs enamel of their teeth. It 
does not compete when it comes to bones. So we'll often get a lot of cracked teeth, which can lead to open teeth and root canals and things like that. So I'm really not a fan of just giving them the the cow bones themselves. The other risk we run into also, you know, would be foodborne illness, um, getting bacterial infections and so forth, um, as well as the good old bone piece that gets stuck in the throat or in the gut or where have you and um, causes, you know, emergency surgery and so forth. So I personally am not a fan of that. Um, okay. There are people that believe in the raw diets and that is part of the cornerstone of that. Um, I just don't fall in that nutritionally and professionally. I can tell you I've, I've seen many pets suffer, not all survive um, coming up face-to-face with bones. So my best okay. advice is stay away. Okay, thank you very much. That was a pretty all simple right. answer. There you go, Teresa. Thanks for your call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 What about that uh, compressed rawhide stuff? Is that okay for them? Yeah, you know, I'm a, a real big fan of that. And anything we give our dogs to chew, the important thing is supervision is always, always, always important. Uh, but the compressed rawhide, and if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's that nice uh, big pieces of rawhide that they compress with high pressure so that you don't have those little slipped edges or the soft parts, and it holds up really well, especially to the large dogs. So for my Labradors, the compressed rawhides last uh, many hours versus uh 15 minutes with the other stuff. What do you recommend for dogs that just like to chew on something? That like to chew. It depends on their jaw strength and what breeds. Now, some smaller breeds um, can do very well with some of the um, the rope bone type uh, toys. That gives them something to chew on. They have a lot of fun with that. Now, when you get to a larger, more destructive dog, they can ingest that. So you have to watch their toys a little more. So for large breeds, I'll tend to look at things that are nice, heavy-duty, um, rubber-style, not any of that soft vinyl stuff. And um, the Kong toys, um, a lot of the heavier Buddha bones are very good. And then the compressed rawhide is probably one of the more edible things that I like to go to. The whole Dream Team's here, one 405 8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie, your dog father, Joey Villani. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Carrie Andy Nava from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. So let's head on over to the phones where we have Georgina Bloomberg. Welcome, Miss Bloomberg. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Very well. I didn't realize that you're a uh, big horse person. You you really know your horses, don't you? I do. I've been riding since I was four years old and competing since I was since, six. Since so when? Up around them. I started riding when I was four and competing when I was six. Oh wow! Wow. Was that? Uh, oh, yeah, wow. Did Dad encourage you to do that, or was that something you just wanted to do? Because I know every every little girl wants a pony and a horse. And <laughs> were you one of those? Um, it was actually encouraged by my mother. Um, my older sister rode a little bit, and my mother had ridden as a child in England and wanted my sister and I to kind of both be around horses. And so, when my sister started taking lessons, I wanted to sort of just do the same and um, fell in love with it right away. I'm looking at the list here of all of the. Uh, shows that you placed in and just uh, first of all i didn't realize that it could be such a lucrative career some of these awards like for the metropolitan cup a hundred thousand dollars uh the las vegas invitational fifty thousand dollars to win that kind of stuff you that's a job it is yeah i mean it's, it's what i do professionally a lot of people make it their career um the prize money is good unfortunately keeping horses is expensive so you know most of our money kind of comes from buying the young horses 
and working with it and then selling it for a profit later on. But um, but the prize money definitely doesn't help. You have horses now, I assume. Where do you keep them? Do you live in the city? Um, I live in the city part-time, and then we actually have a farm in Westchester where we keep them, and then down in Florida for half the year as well where there's a big winter circuit. How many do you have? Um, I have eight horses in work right now. They're awesome animals, aren't they? Yeah, they are great. Well, now tell us, you've hooked up with Tinsel and Tails. This is happening uh, the 7th of December, the holiday tastacular, they're calling it, Tinsel and Tails. Tell us about it. Um, it's apparently a great event. I've not, unfortunately never been before, and I don't know that I will be able to go this, this year, unfortunately, because I'm um, eight months pregnant, so I, I'm kind of getting close oh, to it. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. I, may, I, may, I may miss it. Thank you. But um, but I've heard great things about it, and it's obviously you know a very special event close to my heart, since I am an animal person, and... Um, you know, I try to advocate as much as possible, you know, adopting and, uh, and rescuing dogs. And it's an event that I definitely wanted to support and, um, and I would love to be there. Hopefully I will feel good enough and I can attend, but, uh, but if not, I'm definitely going to support it either way. Well, now, so you, you haven't been horseback riding lately, I assume. Uh, no, I stopped end of August. So I'm taking a little break right now. And I bet you're itching as soon as you can to get back <laughs> on the horses. <laughs> I am. I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying the time right off right now, but, uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting back in shape and getting back in the saddle. Now, will you bring your baby with you? Or are they going to be a horse rider? Um, they'll be around horses no matter what. I mean, both my boyfriend and I do this professionally. So, you know, our child will definitely have to grow up around horses. But um, but whether he wants to, you know, kind of do this professionally and make this his career is, is up to him for sure. But um, he won't have a choice other than to definitely like horses and to be around them in the beginning. <laughs> you, you say so gonna, him. So you're going to have know, a boy, huh? Yeah, you're going to have so a boy? Yeah, 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 it's a boy. That's cool. Okay, and, and you said boyfriend, right? Yes. How long have you been going out? Um, we've been together actually on and off for a long time, but um, together just for a year this time. And um, we've known each other since we were kids and kind of have dated a few times in the past and um, reconnected about a year and a half ago. You say he's in the horse industry That's too? Cool. Yes. What, what does he do in the industry? Um, it's kind of the same thing as me competing, and um, he also trains a little bit, which is one thing that I don't do. Can I point out something? And, and maybe I'm out of line. Maybe I'm totally out of line here. Uh-oh. But you know, I always watch. I watch the races. I watch the horses, and I watch the shows. And Uh-oh. they always give the humans so much credit. I mean, that he's a great jockey. He's great. She's great. They're all great. But then I get all mad because the horse doesn't get any credit. I want the horse to get some credit. I want. I want people to go. That's a great horse. The horse did all the work. The people didn't do anything. They sat on the horse. <laughs> um, then you've obviously never ridden a horse. Let me just point that out. Oh, um, well, horses ride me. I, I do it the other way. Uh, racing is very different than what we do. Um, racing, I actually think, is almost you know, 90% the horse. Um, so I think that in racing, they actually do give a lot of credit to the horse and very little to the jockey. Um, in show jumping, it really is 50-50. I mean, I have some horses that are very easy to compete that um, I would say it's definitely more the horse, and I can't claim much of the credit. Um, and then I have other horses that are very difficult to ride and that you know I think that I work a lot harder on, and um, I'm always kind of have to work a little bit and, um, you know, maybe athletically more challenging or just, you know, harder to put in a good round or to win a class. So every horse is different, but in the show jumping, I would say it really is 50-50. How do you know when a horse is really smart? Um, I mean, for me, a really great horse has a perfect mixture between, you know, a brain and a heart. Um, you don't want a horse that's too brave that will kind of go down to anything and be stupid. You want a horse who is smart enough to put on the brakes when needed. Because um, obviously, you know, for us as riders, we do make mistakes sometimes, um, and so a good horse will will actually you know, refuse a fence every once in a while, but um, but will also want to try when things are going well. When you when you get to a jump correctly, will make as much of an effort as you possibly can to get over you know get over the rails. So I would say a horse, a really smart horse, is a good mixture of those two.
Have you ever gotten so attached to a horse you just couldn't sell them? I mean, you know, you just bonded. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I have a couple, you know, the really special ones I definitely always have an issue. And even the ones who who I don't have, you know, the biggest bond with, I always have an issue selling. It's, it's definitely not my strong point is the, the selling the horses. I would be a lot more successful in this sport um, if I had less of a heart for animals. But, um, you know, that's definitely my, my biggest issue is I, I have to work very hard at the sport and form a good relationship with the horses like everybody else does. And unfortunately, you know, that's how you create success in the sport is forming that relationship with the horses. But it's also then much more difficult when you do have to part with them. So, so who's your favorite horse that you ever had and why? Uh, my favorite horse, I, you know, I'd have to say one of my ponies when I was younger that I kind of grew up riding with and said, uh, yeah, I just, you know, for me, I, I definitely you know, kind of left riding when I was younger and just kind of going out and having show rides and fun and, um, and, uh, just being able to kind of be a kid and be carefree and not worry about, you know, winning a class. And so I would have to say, you know, one of my ponies when I was younger. Well, I'm going to put all the information for this event over at the website at animalradio.com. Tinsel and Tails, they're a pretty good organization, I hear. Yeah, I'm actually I'm relatively new to it, but um, but I work a lot with, uh, with different animal organizations, um, with the ACA and the Humane Society and a couple of smaller ones as well. Um, so really any organization that does anything good for animals, I'm kind of looking to jump and to be able to help because, you know, like I said, it's really my biggest passion is animals, and I think that to be a true animal person, it's not enough just to say that you love animals. You have to really be active and going out and helping do something positive for them. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. We'll head back to the phones, one 405 8405 in just a second. Alan, i got to congratulate you. You took the high road. I know you're not a big Bloomberg fan. but uh... Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, is she gone? Yes, she's gone. She's like a machine. She's like a dead, no sense of humor. I asked her to tell us a story about her favorite horse. She wouldn't even tell no, us a see, story this, about her favorite horse. This is what people call in and they complain about. They say, Alan always says what he's feeling after they hang up. I kept my mouth shut because there's no one can say nothing about me. They can't say, you know what, Joey stuck his two cents in when she hung up. Well, I'm not going to make enemies of her. You know, If I say something bad, she's the kind, I could tell, she'll get her dad on the phone and this guy made me feel bad. And he'll come He'll come after me with his little army. I am I am sure he's got like his own secret service. Georgina, I'm Hal. That's Alan. Yeah. And uh, that's yes. Joey. The views of there. Alan don't necessarily represent the, uh, the rest of the really anybody. animal radio. He's got no sense of humor there. I'm just clowning around. Well, you've obviously <laughs> never been the worst. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I gotta tell you, we are stuffed. Turkey sandwiches, turkey croquettes, turkey eggs. We hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, got out shopping already for Christmas. I know Alan waits, you wait to like... The yeah. last few hours and go to Seven Eleven usually, don't you? Uh, usually, usually. Well, I usually like to sit out in the back and wait for them to throw stuff out, and yep. then I flash freeze and give it away. Uh, did you? How? What are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful to be employed. I see so many people that are not employed, and then I get to work with my animals. I mean, is that great? I get to take my animals to work. They get to sit on my desk with me. I'm very thankful for that. You, Alan? I mean, I'm thankful for my family and my health. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. No, no big deal. There. <laughs> it's like waiting yeah. for the shoe to drop. I don't know. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful that I get to spend once a week with this fabulous group. I'm also thankful I'm not married to Georgina Bloomberg. Who's going to be on the show today? 
<clears throat> was she on the show already, or was she coming up this hour? We don't She's know. She might have been on the show already, or she might be she coming up this hour. Uh, coming up this hour on Animal Radio, we have Jeremy Brandt. He is the host of Natia Wild's Jobs That Bite. This I got a, one of those. Uh, no, not like that. This, oh, these okay. are jobs. I mean, he goes out there. He deals with lions, with camels, and bears. Ha ha. He's the kind <laughs> of guy that will put his hand in a lion's mouth just to clean a, do a root canal or something like that. He's doing it for Nat Geo Wild, and we're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. I'm looking at the Job That Bites website and the next episode. He's going up to Toronto to tag that mayor guy to see what crack houses he visits. They're going to, they're going to track him. (laughs) Boy, that job really must suck. Yeah, that does bite. Stacy, what are you working on? I was reading something the other day on the internet. It was about drinking and taking acetaminophen. And you know, acetaminophen, if you take it in large doses, it can be bad for your liver. But if you drink with it, it can have the exact same effect. A lot of people don't realize that when you give your cat or your dog acetaminophen, there are side effects. And I've got some details coming up, some danger signals that you need to be aware of when you give your pets these medicines. I'll have all the details for you coming up on Animal Radio News. Acetaminophen will kill cats. Don't do it. Where do you find it and what kind of drugs? What is acetaminophen? Acetaminophen is in Tylenol, in Tylenol-like products. Uh But yeah, it causes liver disease. And in cats, they're so, so sensitive to it that it's just a no-no. It's a big red no-no in veterinary medicine. Never give cats acetaminophen. Hi, Elliot. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. What's going on with your pet? Dr. Debbie's right here. Okay, well, he's two and a half year old chihuahua. He's he's got a little bit of mini pin in him, about an eighth. But uh, all his life, he's, his stools have been kind of thin and watery, or gray, or, or I call it uh, slimy. Uh, he got spoiled on people food, and I'm trying to get him back on regular dog food. Okay. And it used to be if you could let him go hungry enough, he would start eating his dog food again. And he's been throwing up. Wow, we got a lot going on there, Elliot. And when you say slimy poops, he's always been that way. I mean, has that? Have you varied his diet? Has he? Was that when he was on predominantly dog food? Uh, yeah, it was. Well, actually, we got him when he was ten weeks old. My son had him, and evidently they started him on dog and people food from day one. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get him to get back on regular dog food. But yeah, his food's been slimy pretty much all his life. Okay. You know what? That really bothers me when I hear that he's always had some digestive disturbance. If he's always had loose poop and now intermittent vomiting, oh, gosh, you know, I'm going to say that that this is really a health problem we're talking about and not so much just a diet preference issue. Um, The reason being is that we humans unknowingly create medical problems for our pets. And a great way to do that is to feed table food. And I can tell you I had a good intention pet owner just the other day fed prime rib to his pet. And wouldn't you know, vomiting and diarrhea ensued. It's not that it's a bad cut of meat. It's not that it was undercooked. It's just dogs thrive best digestively when they're on a consistent, stable diet. When we give them things that we eat, we're varying their diet from day to day and even from hour to hour. So it's best to try to stick to that food. Um, right. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is with that chronic digestive disturbance, I am going to, if he were here in my office, I would be doing fecal tests and I would be doing blood work on him and parasite tests because all of these things 
can cause chronic problems. And if we're not addressing that, all of my recommendations for trying to get him to eat a certain food are just going to be as worth as worthless as a piece of paper. So um, that's very important. And if you haven't already done a good examination and concern with your veterinarian, I'm going to recommend that. And come armed with poop sample in hand to your veterinary visit for a concern like this. It, it, it helps tremendously to have that poop information up front and uh, visible for the veterinarian to look at. So that's your first part of your homework there. Um, yeah, now, I'm over the road. I'm going to have to try and get home or he find a vet somewhere out here on the road. Um, yes, absolutely. I'm and, worried and about him. He's my little baby. Absolutely. And, you know, with traveling, you, that does open up a whole additional uh, can of worms, if you will, as far as when it comes to things like parasites and intestinal worms. So if you're traveling a lot all across the country, and he's going with you, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay, so, you know, this, this fellow, more than any other dog, a traveling pet needs to be on regular heartworm preventative and regular deworming for internal parasites. If you're not already on that, that too will kind of give you extra weight to get, get him to the veterinarian because we need to be doing that for his health and preventative care. He's um, due for another heartworm pill and, uh, uh, I haven't dewormed him in a while. I guess I should start doing that before, you know, before I get to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, and then I guess if we could fast forward and say his health is good and we're just looking at how do we get a picky eater to eat, uh, there's a lot of tips there. And it's hard if us humans complicate the situation by feeding from the table or feeding treats. So some general strategies are to set the food down, keep it down for about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then to remove it. For a picky eater, that would be very important to set a mealtime strategy and get the pet in the mindset that this is when food is offered and this is when it goes away. If he knows an hour later you're going to give him something off the, off of your plate, he's, he's going to hold out for that. And dogs will go three days or more without eating, just with the battle of wills. And yeah. uh, you have to de- kind of design your line in the sand. For everyone, it's different. For me, it's three days. And that's how long I will go without a pet eating barring that they're in good health and everything else is fine. And, um, you know, if you stick to that tough love, you can do it. Now, the other things you can do would be to increase the the dog's exercise. Um, More exercise and more calories you burn, the more you're going to eat. Unfortunately, it is true, and all of us people trying to lose weight, that you don't want to hear that. But it does rev your metabolism. So getting some daily exercise is important. And then setting up some structure to the feeding time. So we're going to talk about setting the time, but also certain bowls. Some pets prefer plates. Some prefer bowls. Some just like to eat off of a dog mat. So you have to find what is best for your dog, what they like, and to really reward the eating behavior. So that means we don't want to reward the lack of eating, which many humans do, where we we baby talk the dog. Oh, good doggy, good doggy, good doggy. But they're not doing anything good. They're sitting there staring at a full bowl and not eating. So you want to right. reward your dog when he's eating and, and hold back that praise when he's not. And uh, well, you know, work on those diet strategies there. But I would say that I think a good health exam and maybe even a special diet uh, for potential uh, food allergies and such might be in your doggy's reality here if we can uh, get you lined up with your veterinarian and then working on some of these behavioral tips there. Good luck with that, Elliot. one 405 8405 to connect with Dr. Debbie or any one of the Dream Team. 
We actually had a call a little earlier. There was a, another over the over the road trucker wanted to know if there was truck parking uh, at your clinic there in uh, Las Vegas. Actually, no, there isn't. But right next door, the church, <laughs> you can park in their parking lot. Absolutely, you you speak from experience there, Hal. <laughs> we'll head back to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. To everyone we love. To my very best clients. Throughout the year, there are so many people you don't get to tell how you feel. We're thinking of you. Just wanted you to know. Whether they're customers, family, or friends, there's no easier way to share how you feel than with personalized holiday cards from Vistaprint. Just wanted you to know. Just visit Vistaprint.com on your PC or mobile phone. Pick a look you love. Upload your photos or logo and add your unique message. It's a great way to share how you feel, and right now it's more affordable than ever. Just visit Vistaprint.com today, click on the link in the upper right corner, type in promo code 7373, and we'll give you 50% off all your cards and ship them to you for free. That's 50% off and free shipping. Only at Vistaprint.com with promo code 7373. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio toll-free. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Also, Doctor Debbie has some interesting stories from this week in the office. Always, <laughs> always has the strange ones. But first, from Nat Geo Wilds, jobs that bite. We welcome Jeremy Brandt to the show. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing splendid. Thinking about your gig. You know, I have. I enjoy my job. I get to take my animals to work. Uh, right. Not a lot of pressure. Most people don't like their jobs. You have kind of a strange one. You take on a bunch of different small jobs as, uh, well, let's say a bear tattooer or a uh, camel milker. Weird jobs. Never heard of those jobs. Straight. <laughs> Tell us a little you, bit about you, your you life. You didn't know that the bears are lining up around the corner in Maine to get tattoos? <laughs> and, and what do they tattoo? You know, yeah, t- just, tell us that. Start there. Yeah, well, that one, okay, that was an episode we did up in, in the Northeast, and we're up in Maine, and... Um, uh, it's basically it's a way to help maintain the health and the population of the the bears up there, and um, it's it's just another way of tagging them. I don't know 
how tattoos came about. I don't know if they they had ear tattoo ear tags that were falling off or collars that were dangerous or or not safe. But eventually they went to the tattoo somewhere along the line, and um, you just take a regular tattoo gun, just like you would at a a tattoo parlor, I guess, and and you uh, tattoo the inside of their lip in their mouth, and um, just put a series of numbers there, and uh, it helps track them and and uh, keep track of the population up there. But who's gonna get that close to the bear and check well, out their Well, yeah, you, you you sedate them first, so there there would be no way to do it otherwise. So um, they they have. Uh, I worked with Randy up there, and he's been. Um, trapping and, and dealing with bears for over 20 years and so they trap them in a safe way they sedate them in a safe way and then they can weigh them measure them um, check out the overall health of the bears and also uh, tattoo them if they need them or put a tag on them so so does anybody ever put like a little hard or do something like, you know, <laughs> no one's i should have i should have should have put a little jb in there right <laughs> i just enjoy after a nice run outside a cold glass of camel milk <laughs> Yeah. Now don't, I know. You, don't, yeah. don't you think the FDA should approve that? It I really do. Our, in our stores, shouldn't it? No, you don't sedate them for that, I assume. No, no, you, uh, you know, they, the thing about that is they, they've got to be, the mother needs to have her, her baby right there next to her or she, her milk won't drop out. And when it does actually drop down, you only have 90 seconds to, to milk that camel and then it's gone. So it's um, not big business, but they do turn it into soaps and uh, perfumes and lotions and stuff like that. Oh, so that, that was uh, outside of San Diego, California. And that was pretty interesting. Those camels, they're huge, you know, uh, seven to eight feet and 1,500 pounds. Oh. So is there the, do they ever spit or kick? These camels, they said that his camels don't don't spit, but they do kick. And uh, one of them kicked me when I was milking her. And uh, I don't know if you saw the episode or not. It was our uh, the episode that was just on on this weekend um, in uh, Southern California. And right when I'm milking her, and I go, "How?" He goes, "If she doesn't like it, she'll let you know." And I go, well, "How will she let me know?" And he goes, "She'll kick you." Yeah. <laughs> and right then, I mean, it was just like I don't know how it could have been planned any better. And and she kicked the bottle. Right out of the glass, right out of my hand, and spilled all the milk. So, Jeremy, I got to ask you. So, I saw how you go from like so successful television actor to to getting into some of these crazy situations. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you think I'm making a bad move here? <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, it's Nat Geo Wild, and so you know when they when they call you up to host a show uh, that's like this. I mean, I, I'm kicking myself. You know, just uh, how amazing um, an opportunity. It is. I, I get to travel around, meet great people, and I'm doing things with animals that I would never even be able to get close to. You know, so it's it's really been fun. It's a change, certainly, but um, I'm excited for for the doors that are opening up and just to to be doing this job. It's been really yeah. fun. My kids love it too. You know, I got four kids, and uh, they're always excited about what are you doing today, and you know, when when's the show coming out? When can we see it? So uh, it's have, great. Have, have any of your kids ever bitten you? Um, no, they have not. <laughs> we could put that on the show, though. I'm, I'm sure some kids do do bite their parents. <laughs> well, I would have loved to have heard the call between your agent and you when you first got this gig. Yeah, hey, got you a good show. Don't worry, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just increase your insurance, and uh, you know, take well, out a waiver. <laughs> that was actually my next question. Do you need to have special insurance to do this show? 
Um, you, you do, yeah. You, you, I have my own, uh, you know, health insurance, and then I and, and life insurance. <laughs> but, so um, have you, have you but been, I don't know if that's a requirement. T- but yeah, the the uh, the show, the production company takes out insurance. I, I'm not sure what it is. I should probably look at it a little closer and make sure my family's covered if, if something really bad happens. So, so thus far, have you been terrified yet? Has anything hairy happened? Uh, yeah, I, I have. I, I haven't been terrified to the point where I thought I was going to die, but where, you know, where, you know, all these situations, I shouldn't say all of them, because we, we have dealt with the red wiggler worm in Texas, and I wasn't real afraid of them biting me. <laughs> it's more of a, you know, a, a kind of dirty, and you're dealing with manure and stuff like that, but we we went into a um, shark tank in the, at the Long Island Aquarium in New York, and I'm in there First of all, I'd just gotten my scuba certification just specifically for this, like two days before we were out in New York. And uh, so I'm not a diver. I, and now I have to go in this tank with, with about ten different kinds of sharks. Five of them are the sand tiger shark, which is like the fourth most dangerous uh, to humans. They're eight to nine feet long. They've got hundreds of teeth that they can't shut their mouth, and their teeth are just, you know, you see them as they're they're floating over you. And and I had fed them just like an hour before, and I saw how quick they move. And they, you know, they can just they can tear things apart. And I'm thinking if they think I'm food, I'm toast. And I don't really know what else to do about it. You know, wow. um, but there was a point right where our, our cameraman was getting in the water before I got in. And he's at the surface getting his mask and his fins and his his camera. And this shark came up and jabbed him in the side, didn't bite him, but hit him with the nose, swam around real quick and thrashed around at the top of the water and hit him again. And we were all, you know, the dive masters like, everybody out of the water. And it was this moment for the next 15 minutes of us trying to figure out, are are we really going to do this? Like we're just shooting a TV show here. This is not, you know, we're not sending a man to the moon. I mean, we don't really need to clean this tank today, do we? <laughs> you know? so, um, so, were there any jobs that you really liked? If there was a job, if you had to pick one of these jobs, you had to do as a living. Yeah, there. I I really like uh, Lion Country Safari. Uh, I got to travel around with the curator there. His name is Brian, and I think the joy of that for me is is getting to work with so many different animals we were we were working with zebras rhinos uh, i got to do a dental exam on a 420 pound male lion wow. king of the jungle you know like i've i've never i've always wanted to go to an african safari and this is as close as i may ever get or closer i mean it, it, on a safari you don't get to like look down the mouth of a lion and see if he needs a root canal you know um so it was really it's really special it's a special job yeah. that uh you know, and even Brian said, you know, he's like, I don't make a lot of money, but I love my job and there's nothing else I'd want to do. And yep. and I think that's, you know, seeing people like that that love their job, they're all over the place. And um, it was just, it was really a cool experience. And then I got to do a neonatal exam on a 12-hour-old giraffe. Wow. I was the first one to touch her and... Uh, it was just amazing. At, at less than 12 hours old, she's already six foot three and 170 pounds. Wow. wow. It was just That's amazing. Crazy. It was amazing. And uh, ABC Nightline just did another piece on us, and so they flew us back down to Lion Country Safari again, and I got to do the whole thing over again wow. with different lions and different giraffes, and uh, no, it was just amazing. Well, check out Jeremy Branch's show, Nat Geo Wild's Jobs That Bite. And we'll put links over at uh, animalradio.com with all the information. Jeremy, stay That's safe, cool. buddy. 
All right. <laughs> I'll do my best. We'll talk with you again soon. Uh, we're going to head back to the phones, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. I just want to say my job bites, but not the same as his. <laughs> Can I just point out, you know, I asked him a question. I said, you know, have you had a harrowing experience? And he's got a great story. I asked the Bloomberg woman. I asked her for a story. What was your favorite horse? And she's, she's well, I liked ponies when I was a kid. I, like, I, I rode ponies, and I was really attached to ponies. <laughs> Georgina sounds a little bit like Mike Tyson. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people as dogs get older, arthritis really is the most common problem they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms of arthritis. It restores natural joint function. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus and get a $10 off coupon over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Lions are cool, you know that? Lions are like different. Until they eat you. But that's the thing. I mean, you, you see these movies where these people, they raise the lions, they let them go, and then they come back two years later and the lion's hugging them and kissing them. A tiger would never do that. A tiger would eat you. Just like that. Boom. You're done. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. This holiday season, remember, a Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. An Alabama man's been charged with illegally keeping seven deer as pets, including a buck that mauled and partially blinded him. According to wildlife officials, this guy, Julius Dunsmore, entered a fence on his property and the deer lifted him up on its antlers, carried him 30 feet. One antler punctured his face, severed the optic nerve to an eye. He also had puncture wounds in his rib cage, hips and his legs. He said, I'm never going to keep deer as pets again. Brilliant, buddy. 
His injuries will require several surgeries. You know, bucks can become pretty combative during breeding season, and female deer or does can inflict serious injuries by kicking. State wildlife officials killed the deer on Dunsmore's property. They're waiting tests from a lab to determine if they were infected with any disease. Starting to get cold outside, you want to make sure your pets are okay. Adequate shelter means that they have sufficient space to allow them to easily stand, sit, lie, turn about. And the shelter has to be uh, providing protection from the weather elements, specifically wind, rain, and the cold temperatures. So what you need to do is have clean, dry flooring. If you have inside dogs, they still need time outside, but keep that time limited. You need to keep a warm, dry shelter for your dog to get in and out of the weather. Dog houses that are plastic are not insulated, but they can help keep your pet out of direct wind. So you need to add straw or a big blanket for warmth and check the inside of the dog house to make sure that it stays dry. If it is cold outside, your pets still need fresh water. And if you own a cat, it's just better to keep it inside on cold days. Otherwise, they're uh, going to jump inside of a car. They like to get inside of a fan belt or something like that where the motor started. And then you know what happens. Kitty litter everywhere. This is kind of a sad story. This woman who was going to put her dog down in San Fernando, she went into the vet's hospital, okay? She was signing the papers. Right when she signed the papers, she keeled over and died. Her dog was the last one to be with her. So I guess it was her dog saying goodbye to her instead of her saying goodbye to her dog. No word from the sheriff's department whether or not the dog was euthanized. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Everything you do on the Newsprint Network is important. Today we honor the following party invite posted by Nate. Sup, homies and homettes. This holiday office party is going to be off the chizzy for Rizzy. We're going to get the party started with some sick gingerbread house decorating. Then we'll get down to some legit jams with some sweet carol singing. And if you didn't think this party could get any more ill, everyone is going to walk away with some serious swag from our White Elephant Gift Exchange. But keep it under five bucks, yo! In honor of the important things you do, Sprint brings you these great deals. Get our best-selling Android tablet, the new Samsung Galaxy Tab 3, for just $49.99 this holiday season. And now through Monday, get the new Samsung Galaxy S4 Mini for free after a $50 mail-in rebate. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com today. Phone offer valid 1128.13-12213. Tablet offer ends 12314. Rebate via reward card. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Subject to two-year agreement, credit, activation, and early termination. Plan price excludes taxes and sprint surcharges. Restrictions apply. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance 
hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free to reach any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Put the squeaky toy down. Stop playing with the squeaky toy. Uh, it's driving all those animals, all the dogs crazy out Making there, every it? dog in the world. People email us every week. They say every time we play the little squeaky toy. <laughs> Their dogs notice. The dogs all look up at the radio. Yeah. Looking at the radio. You know, we... Hey, we I, had, yeah. I had a Rottweiler once that um, was... And this, this, is, this is God's honest true story that when Dancing with the Stars would come on, that it was a Roddy would grab his um, his toy and just walk around the um, the um, coffee table. And oh when a commercial gosh. would come on, he would stop. When it came back on, he would continue with the toy and walk around the table. He yeah. actually loved the show, I guess. Huh. That's Whoa. that's very strange. Dancing with the Stars. Dance. Are you sure? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Dancing with the Stars. Wow. I'm going to have to check out the show now. I apparently I say the dog had great taste. Yeah. I just said, you know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. Let's go ahead and take one for Dr. Debbie. And we have Claudette on the phone. Hi, Claudette. Hi. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Carmel, Indiana. Carmel, Indiana. Hey, awesome. From my old neck in the words. Well, Indiana. Great. But hey, what can I do for you today? Um, I'm concerned about my pug. Um, she's 14 and a half years old. And she's been having uh, a colitis problem now, off and on a year or so. Um, she's been given various antibiotics, and that stops it while she's taking the antibiotic. But when okay. she comes off of it now, I'm saying now in the last couple of months, when she comes off of those antibiotics, the colitis, the bloody stool, comes right back. And then what is she eating for you? She's eating um, Hill CD prescription diet. She oh, so she's got other issues, too, huh? Well, yes, she's been on this, gosh, uh, most of her life. But you said CD or ZD? C-A-B-C. C as in cat. So she's had bladder stone issues. That's what I was getting at. She's had bladder issues, okay. yes. All right, because that's the number one thing. When we're talking about colitis and the history of the typical signs of chronic diarrhea, blood in the stool, mucus, you know, all of those kind of things, sometimes we'll manage as best we can with diet. So if you're balancing also a tendency towards bladder stones, it kind of throws a little extra wrench in the, the system of what we might try. So not to say it, it's impossible, but in many cases we'll try to add some different types of fiber, insoluble or soluble fiber, whether that be through a diet or through through supplementing that. So that's something that might be helpful in a long-term strategy. Now, when you said she's been on antibiotics in the past, do you recall which ones that she's been on? The last one, she was on Batril. Wow, heavy-duty stuff. So she'd been on a, a type of a sulfur one about two or three weeks before that. 
Mm-hmm. They all slow it down, but as soon as it stops, the antibiotics, it comes right back. And, and there is that waxing and waning course of colitis for a lot of pets. So for some dogs, um, I am satisfied if we can control them while they're on a medication. And some are not the best for long-term use. Um, my favorite for managing colitis in the long-term st- uh, setting is a Tylosin, which is actually a powder. Just I feel that works best in my hands versus one of the sulfas or um, even metronidazole, which can be used. Um, but, but all of those drugs do have their side effects. So it might be a strategy of trying to find the lowest possible dosage to keep her on on a daily or even an every other day basis to try to manage those signs. Uh, And then a lot of times now we're actually looking at the benefits of prebiotics and probiotics. And probiotics, everyone kind of knows about lactobacillus for people, what we see in yogurt. Um, But there are different uh, strains that we use for dogs. And there's even the different fibers that we would feed as a prebiotic, so basically as a good food for those bacteria in the gut to try to help the gut work most effectively. And there's a lot of good ones out now, um, whether we're using something along the line of Fortiflora or if we're using, uh, we're even using one in our office called uh, Vio, and that's an actual uh, liquid uh, probiotic, and it also has these prebiotics in it as well. So that might be something to, to consider as well. Now, um, where would I get that prebiotic or probiotic? I'd say First, talk to your veterinarian and make sure that is appropriate. Um, But one that we're using is called Vio. It's typically sold through a veterinary office, so I don't even know if you can get it online. Um, It's called Vio. V-I-Y-O. V-I-Y-O. And there there may be other products that your veterinarian can recommend in your area if they don't have that particular one. But that's just a good um, way to support the immune health. But, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't give up the idea of using that long-term antibiotic strategy. Um, It's just we've got to find the path that keeps our pet comfortable with the least side effects. I was wondering, does she need some kind of... um you look inside with a scope or something? You know, that's a great question. And if um, if this is a condition that you said she's 14 years of age? Yes, she is. Okay, yeah. And when we're talking about a chronic GI problem, scoping or endoscopy is definitely a good thing to help get a more accurate diagnosis. Okay. Um, so if that hasn't been done, um, that's certainly a tool that the veterinarian can use to get an accurate diagnosis. And it's helpful if we weren't talking about polyps or cancers or things like that in helping to rule those out. Um, 14-year-old gal, I think I'd have to really discuss the pros and cons of doing that and whether or not we're going to change a lot at this kind of golden age in her lifespan. Um, so if she was six or eight years old, I'd probably say absolutely. I, I'd encourage you strongly in that department. But I, I don't know if it's going to change a lot uh, what you're doing for her, Claudette. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Debbie. Thank you for thank your call you for today, your call. Claudette. Okay. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. <laughs> Vinnie Penn, party animal. I left a lot of you hanging in the balance last time around. The first ever two-part party animal. Reflecting a bit on a few weeks back, uh, got into a, a, a bit of a, a bickering match with someone. Uh, a buddy of mine has got the greatest dog in the world. His name is Spaz, and it fits. Uh, but as much as Spaz is a Spaz, he's just a great dog. After you're there five minutes and he has his three seizures and does four backflips, and um, jumps into your groin area so repeatedly you're convinced you'll never be able to have another child. 
he totally chills out and hangs in your lap. And he is absolutely a member of this family, my buddy Steve's family. And yet, lo and behold, I'm over there for the holidays, and I see the stockings hung with care, because soon St. Nick would be there. No stocking for Spaz. I got into it. My, how could you not have a stocking? For the, he's a member of the family. Now, make no mistake. Fans of the Party Animals segment know we have a little fish, Betty. And maybe I'm drawing a thin line here. We don't have a stocking for Betty. You don't get a stocking for the goldfish. I don't know. I, wanna, I mean, there are pets you get stockings for. And there are pets you don't get stockings for. A dog, you get a stocking for. A cat, you get a stocking for. I don't know, from there it gets a little bit blurry. I could see maybe getting one for, for the bird in the house. I don't know, maybe the hamster. No, I, I don't see the fish. We had a turtle. We didn't have a stocking for the turtle. Maybe we'll take some emails on it. Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. But it, it got ugly over there. I mean, of course, Jack Daniels didn't help. But he got a bit, my buddy Steve got a bit belligerent when I questioned where Spaz's uh, stocking was. And uh, the night did not end well, especially because I, it got his wife in on it. And she It was one of those awkward kind of holiday moments where she had a little too much spiked eggnog. And she's like, I've been saying the same thing. He never listens to me. See, your friend agrees with me. And all of a sudden, you're standing there like, well, all right, then. Merry Christmas. Party animal, Vinny Penn. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Be sure to check out their brand new intro pack. Best way to find out which flavor your little pup loves, either the Chewies chicken, the Simply Venison, the Stella's Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, or the Phenomenal Pheasant Dinner, $4.99, where Stella and Chewies is sold. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani. Are you feeling any better today? I'm still, you know what, this is sticking with me a little bit. I mean, I'm better, but... I'm very nasally still, as you can hear. I'm very nasally. Anyway, <laughs> Duck, Duck, Goose. How did you play that when you were a kid? Yes, you know, I did. Duck, that was one of my favorite games. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. I didn't know if you know if you kids in California played that, so I just figured I'd ask. We got flesh and toilets and yes. electricity, too. Yes, we do. What's going on in your world? <laughs> anyway, um, I had a lot of people have been, been asking me about, you know, you always get shampoo questions all the time. Sure. And, you know, the difference of why can I use human shampoo and um, why do I have to use pet shampoo? And you know what? There's a, a real clear answer to that. You can. The bottom line is you really can. The difference between human shampoo and pet shampoo, there's really two major things that you got to be concerned with, okay? And it's not a huge concern, but it could be, is the pH and also the acidity level, which is also, which you can also test by just doing a pH test. I remember we used to be able to go to the drugstore, we used to buy the pH strips and um, stick it in the shampoo, and, and then if it would turn blue, um, it was a high pH, um, and if it turned, um, I think, red, I'm not sure, it was a low pH, and if it didn't do anything, it was neutral. Well, neutral is exactly where you want to be because that's where your dog's skin is. Mm -hmm. So if you're really dead set on using your own shampoo, which, you know what, it's not much cheaper, guys, and I'm going to tell you why. Pet shampoo, when it's on the shelf, for the most part, is a little bit more expensive. But most of them get diluted and broken down. 
And when you break it down, sometimes it comes out to less than a dollar a gallon. Oh. Um, it went, and, and this is, this is a, I mean, I can go to PetSmart and I could buy um, stuff like this. So it's not much cheaper. But if you don't want to spend, because I know a lot of people, they like to wash their dog once, twice a year. So they're figuring, why should I go out and buy a whole thing of shampoo that probably last me the dog's lifetime? Um, so if you, if you really want to do it that way, then um, test the pH. Now, if you didn't test the pH, what would happen? Probably in most cases, nothing. But you do have that rare occasion, and it's like people. You know, most people can use any type of, of detergent, any type of soap on their bodies, and all of a sudden you get the one oddball that um, uses, um, your, uses your body soap and, and breaks out into hives and, and starts to, um, you know, get um, itchy. Well, the same thing with the pet. It depends on the pet's skin. And usually the lighter the color of the dog, the more sensitive their skin is. Um, so I would say if you got a real light colored dog and you don't want to risk it, because the last thing you want to do, see, dog Dogs don't know when to stop when we know when to stop. But what we do know is when it gets bad enough that we're irritating ourselves um, to the point where we need some sort of treatment or we need a hydrous cortisone cream or something, we go and we take care of it. With a pet, usually you don't see it sometimes until it's already been too late and it's bloody and it's, and it's getting infected. If you want to avoid that, stay away from it completely. There's only one neutral-based shampoo that I know of out there, and that's Neutrogena. Neutrogena products are neutral-based because they're for everyone to use, and your pet can use it. But I want everyone to remember one thing. When what? you go out and you buy human-grade shampoo, it doesn't say for people, babies, dogs, cats, and kittens. Okay, <laughs> It's made for people. People. And if it wasn't, it would probably say that because to me it's a better marketing tool. And believe me, if your company's out there and it's neutral um, based, um, I'll be your spokesperson because I'll sell it for you. There you go, Joey Villani on Animal Radio. I'll sell stuff for you. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Just hit my head on the microphone there. <laughs> I, uh, you guys, did you have a happy holiday with the family and the turkey? And did you get together with the loved ones? It was oh, beautiful. Still have so much turkey left. Turkey over sandwiches for ever. How did those uh, rental loved ones go for Hal? I mean, I know he has no loved ones, and he rented some. How did that go? It actually went very well. I was unaware that Judy actually told anybody. I asked her to keep this in confidence. A trick, you know, fooled the, the neighbors. We looked good because we had the, all these cars parked outside, and we looked like we were popular. Yeah, really. She got the rental cars with all the rental people. So that, that was... Yeah, and they were like nice cars. I mean, we're talking BMWs and Mercedes, so it looked like we had, you know, really high-quality friends instead of radio people. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was, it was great. What My were you family doing let me in the house. Hey, did I ever tell you guys I once ate Thanksgiving dinner over uh, at Walter Mondale's house? Nuh-uh. Eleanor Mondale invited me, and uh, they didn't have enough room for me at, at the big table, so I had to sit with the old folks and the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Eleanor partied back then. She was a lot of fun. And Was she anything like the uh, mayor of, of Toronto? No, no. <laughs> she was. Uh, she had a lot more class than that. I bet if you went to the mayor of Toronto's house for Thanksgiving, you'd have a lot more fun. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The, yeah. the mayor of Toronto is the funniest guy alive. Firstly, he's a Chris Farley lookalike. He doesn't even know he's a Chris Farley. Look alike. You know, he's got an excuse for smoking crack. He was drunk. He was in a stupor. 
Next week, our good friend Dr. Bernadine Cruz will be back with us. And she wrote a book called The Secret Sex Lives of Dogs and Cats. Yep, great book. Yeah. Really? They do stuff in secret? What don't we know that dogs and cats are doing? Well, for instance, when dogs mate, they tie and they stay there for at least 30 minutes. Wow. And That's many a veter- Many veterinarians get phone calls. My dogs are stuck together. What do I do? They're cuddling. Dogs are cuddlers. I knew that. I just tell people to sit down, turn on the TV, and pass some time until they're done. Hey, is Joyce still around? Is she here? Joyce? She's sick today. She's oh, been sick never, since Las Vegas. I never oh know what's goodness. going on. I never know if she's like listening in like a voyeur or what's going on. Is she there? Is well, she she's not? always listening in. Right now, yeah. she's listening yeah, she's, in. You know? yeah, even listening that's true. In. Which one are we going to? Line four, I believe we have uh, Miriam. Is it Miriam? Yep. Hi, Miriam. How are you doing? How are you doing? Where where do your pets sleep? Do they sleep in bed with you? Um, when they can. I have asthma. The allergist says I really shouldn't have them at all, uh, but I really don't care. See? Yeah, what see. kind of animals? right up my alley there. I have a boy who's nine. His name is Joe. And Julie is five. Mm-hmm. And Julie is what I wanted to ask you about. Um, when I took her to the vet last year, the vet said that she had to eat different food from what he eats. He eats what's mm-hmm. called you, you are diet. And my okay. problem is, is that because I don't see... If I feed them two different foods, no matter what happens, he's going to want to eat what she eats. So, oh, yeah. I, um, and he, when she was a little kitten, she had to eat kitten food before she was old enough to eat you are. And he got fat. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, to me, she, she seems fine. She's, you know, they both eat. Sometimes he kicks her out of the bowl if he doesn't want her going near it. Mm-hmm. But, so you're having the challenge that one cat is on a, a, a prescription diet and then the other one is on just a basic uh, cat well, diet. They want me to put her on, but I, I said no. And, you know, I'm going to go back to the vet in three weeks, in three weeks to bring her for her annual shot and see what he says. But here's the tough thing. You're blind. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so you can you can tell the difference between the food, but you can't keep them separate. How does what is it? What's going? Uh, what's well, the, okay. It's, it's I live in a studio apartment, so it's very very difficult. To, and by the time they decide, you know, when I put down the bowls and I put food in it, it doesn't matter which one is what. If one of yeah. them is, is, you know, he's got he he is he's the boss. He's like, would you get out of here? And, <laughs> but she's like, I want this, I want this. So it's the other way too. If she eats something different, he's like, I want to taste it, I want to taste it. Oh, yeah. It's like the, the greatest phenomenon. It's what's in that other bowl is what I want. It's the grass is greener yeah. in the pet world. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And it is a big challenge is what you have to overcome here for a feeding regimen. And there's definitely some really good benefits to a pet having a prescription diet if they have a medical indication. And it's almost like giving a pill that you don't have to shove down the throat. So if you think of feeding those diets, yeah. it's definitely very valuable. And there are ways that we can do this. And you're talking to a former cat owner where I had two kitties on two very different diets. Mm-hmm. One was on a kidney diet and one was on a weight loss diet. Mm-hmm. And there are ways you can make this work. But it does require dedication. It requires um, being a very firm mom. And then it also requires sometimes earplugs because you're going to hear about it and you're going to hear complaints from the kitty world. Um, so the big thing is really that we're going to be looking at set mealtime feeding. 
And for cats, some cats are a little resistant to this, but you can do it. I did it for my cat's whole life, and I can tell you that it does work. I'd say some of the some of the tricks are that you want to individualize the feeding. So if you have a cat that's a very social eater, you might want to encourage them to eat while you're right by them. A lot of times it will require putting one kitty in a different area, in a bathroom. Um, for my cat, we used to put uh, my one kitty in a laundry room, and we gave him a little extra quiet time so he could eat because he's a slow eater and you can do that but you have to be able to make some accommodations to the regimen and you can even use things like clicker training where you can train them to come to the food bowl and that's when the food is coming down and they'll associate the sound of the clicker to when the food is being poured in the bowl and then they'll associate that that's the time I need to eat what they don't eat you pick up and then you keep that process going and going until you can kind of keep them on their individual diets so yeah, you can do it. They do eat individually. Um, I can feed him for once and she'll go, yeah, I don't know. But then there are times when if I don't feed them, she want to eat my food. She will eat anything. Uh-huh. She eats, she's the only cat I ever heard of that eats bananas. Oh, that's different, definitely. She's, um, she's Julie's hysterical. Joey's sitting right here. He just came over to say hello to everybody. Say hello, Joey. Joey's wonderful. Well, hey, Joey. And Joey is nine years old. Um, I got him from a shelter. Uh, when I got him, he had missing teeth, missing fur, and I found Julie in the hallway. She was abandoned. Nobody wanted her. Oh, Julie. Yeah. What a wonderful family you have. So you are very fortunate. Well, thank you so much, Miriam, for your call. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, and you can listen to the show anytime you please. It's a free download, and you can ask questions right from the app, too, you know, about your pet from the Dream Team. I once, yes. I once had a pony. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.